Welcome back. This week's episode 30 of Grindstone Adventures Podcast. Today we are in person with me and Steven, sitting back drinking some Coors Banquet. Uh, we might have some buddies join on later in the phone call, but uh, Steven is in person here, so this this should be better sound quality. And I believe you're the, let's see here, Nick, Tom, Zach. So you're the fourth person I've had in person so far, so making progress. I want to get a studio, but <laughs> I'm broke, so. It's garage work for now. Yeah, it's garage work. Zach's playing cards. He couldn't join us tonight, so me and Steven compensated by raiding his garage. Now, I did bring the beer, so <laughs> I'm not raiding his fridge because Zach drinks piss water, so. It is what it is, but uh, so <clears throat> I don't know. We we could do a couple of things here. We could just shoot the shit, or we do like kind of your midseason update. We did Zach's kind of yesterday and Zach's buck kill from last year. Um, or we could shoot the shit, and I could go through and explain kind of like uh, what my hunt was like in the rut this year. Well, I mean, we can either talk about the rut or we can talk about how gun season has been going so far. Well, let's um, get into that first. How's, how's your season been going so far this year? Well, after shooting that doe, I'm obviously strictly going after, you know, a buck now. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it ain't going too well. But, you know, it's, that's, a challenge. That's, it's hunting. Yeah, that's why we love it. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it drives us nuts. Yeah. Like I said, it's been hunting since I was 10, uh, now 26, so 16 years without shooting an antlered buck. Uh, that's a long time. God, yeah. That, that's a lot of patience. <laughs> yeah, you're like, just you know, you told me in that, in that Snapchat, you're like, just got to be patient. And I was like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure 16 years is patient enough not gonna lie i was definitely watching someone hulu and like i just seen a bunch of messages so like quick responded <laughs> i was like yeah i think uh, 16 years is, is being really patient yeah i said my first year i killed in 2006 i hunted well before that for a couple of years well probably i probably started hunting around 2004 i don't even know how old i was but hey, you started earlier than i did i started 2006 that's when i got my first doe let's see here 11 years later, it took, me, it took me 11 years to get to my first buck. And I think to this day I could still have killed under 15 deer in my entire life. Yeah, I'm, I'm at... Uh, I haven't even made double digits yet. I'm at five, I believe. I think five years ago I was at, at uh, four does. Since so I've killed three bucks, and I've killed... Three does this year, two does a couple years ago. So, yeah, I'm probably right around 7 to 15, somewhere in there. 7 to 15. Mm-hmm. I am so not I a shot. major killer. but Yeah, I ain't, I ain't, I'm not either. I shot two button bucks. I shot a buck that dropped its antlers early. <laughs> yeah, that was muzzleloader season. Damn. Um, was there not a guy that could, like, recreate that for you, put him back on? Uh, well, or <laughs> I never did they not I, drop in front of you. you they didn't drop thought, in front of oh, me. Okay, no, I see. yeah, I see. because I thought he was a doe. Because <clears throat> he came out with a couple other deer, and I was like, okay, well, 
here they come. You know, it's just getting to last light. And they came walking in, got to the corn pile, and I was like, okay, that deer looks big. Um, and then when they all kind of, like, joined in a group, I saw the biggest one, I shot, and he ran probably 15 yards and dropped. Walk up on him like, damn, this doe's got a dick. <laughs> <laughs> My first words were, oh, fuck. And I was like, because, you know, I was just getting at last light. Yeah. I saw that there were no antlers. And, you know. Made I the best it, judgment call you uh, could in the circumstances. You know, usually bucks travel by themselves, but they came out with a couple other Especially deer. late season like that. Yeah. They, they came out with a couple other deer, so I thought it was just a group of does coming out. And I was wrong. Excuse me. Yeah, I was wrong. But perfect heart shot from like 70 yards with my muzzleloader. Hell yeah. I'm hoping to use my muzzler this year. There's only one property I'm going to be shooting does on after next week, though. And that's because a farmer specifically told me he wants deer taken off the farm. Lucky you. So I'm, I'm going to take some does off the farm if I can. But on the other properties I hunt, um, yeah, this week and next week, or this weekend and next week, if I don't get a doe on any of those properties, I'm done with those properties for the rest of the year. I'll shed hunt put cameras up try and get movement but yeah yeah i'm not going to be that guy on the properties i want big deer and herd management to just sit there and like you know pulverize fucking doe populations and kill their babies yeah that's probably not a bad thing yeah There's a having here. yeah having too many does on a property is, is a bad thing yeah which that farmer he told me he's like you know they devastated my corn this year he's like i need he's like i'm about ready to start kicking other people off this farm that's hunted here for 10 15 years he's like because all they do is come out and shoot a buck and they're done he's like i need the does gone he's like if you want to hunt you kill some does you can come back that's a so <laughs> say oh i got a couple other buddies i will gladly I take out i did i asked him i said now me and my brother were the ones that signed to slip but i asked him i said so if i got a buddy you know would you be opposed to me bringing him out here he's like as long as they stay on because he he is like 150 acres he parcels portions of his property yeah. so no one steps on no one's toes which i really really like now sometimes you know certain property layouts you someone's going to get a short straw and have a shitty ass parcel mm-hmm. now mine is almost like that because it's not a lot of timber yeah no bedding and it's just open field hay field so but you know i've showed you pictures there's some monsters running around there so i got lucky now the problem is it's a transition zone so i have got to do a lot of homework this late fall or late summer early fall coming season so but yeah he does that and i asked him i was like can i bring people out here he said as long as they stay on the portion of the property the parcel he gave me to hunt and i killed those i was like i'll tell everybody wants to come hunt on this property yeah if you want a buck you better have two tags because you got to kill a doe first and that's the deal i made with my girlfriend my brother when he signed it because i found i did the work i waited patiently for this property for four years Mm mm-hmm so, like, I, I did my work for getting this property, you know what I mean? I, I was a diligent little human being, waited four years, got a permission signed. My brother just happened to be there to scout it with me and signed a slip also. So Andy wouldn't yeah. even be able to have a doe in his freezer this year if it wasn't for me. Now, he killed one at his farm, but he also killed one out at this farm. Yeah. But, yeah, I brought my buddy Jordy up and my girlfriend out there. Now, my girlfriend killed a buck early October, so she wasn't worried about killing a buck on this farm. She's, yeah. She just wants to kill a doe the rest of the season. But yeah. I told my buddy, Jordy, I was like, buy two tags if you want a buck. 
He said, all right, why? I said, because you got to kill a doe first. And that's my, I'm making that the rule of everybody I'd bring out there yeah. to help that farmer out. Yeah. Because it lessens the stress on me of having to kill more does. Does it have to be a doe or can you shoot like a, a yearling? Does, or does he really care? I don't think he's going to care. Okay. I was, I was saying, now, you know, some if people If it's got are, spots on it, don't kill it. Oh, yeah. I mean, but if it's a yearling and. Yeah, you know. I know you're not going to waste it. I'm not going to waste it. On any other property, until that doe population is under control on that farm. Because I can see it being logical. Now, yeah. there's going to be probably a lot of people that don't fucking like this part of the podcast because they're like, oh, you don't kill youngins. You don't fucking kill oh, those after I, a certain. Yeah. I, I, I kind of go there's circumstances the, to it, though. Yeah, if it's brown, it's down. There's circumstances. I will use that phrase in certain, certain uh, scenarios. Right. Like, if I, <clears throat> like, I shot a yearling. I've shot a yearling. About three years ago. But my buddy told me. You know, shoot whatever you want. I'm selling the property in a couple weeks, anyways. Oh, so right. I was like, I was blasting away, okay. dude. <laughs> all right, cool. And this yearling, this little button buck yearling came running right up to me. That was the first time I really ever used a phrase if it's brown, it's down. Because he yeah. came up, he ran straight at me, got to 10 yards, he stopped. I put the 4570 up and I dropped him. So <laughs> I was. <laughs> nothing's getting away all from right. 10 yards from a 4570. Yeah, well, he actually did run. Well, I mean, sorry, I, I dropped him. I meant, like, I shot him. But he ran probably in 90 yards. No, really? I was very surprised. The yearling I killed, I didn't know it was a yearling when I pulled the trigger. Yeah. So this like is when I learned. First year. So this is when I learned. My dad razzed me for it hard. Now, granted, none of this deer that I ever kill go to waste. Oh, I, 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 I will yeah. use everything on that deer. So, but my dad always told me, "Don't kill young deer. Don't kill young deer. Don't kill young deer." Mm-hmm. And if you can't tell what it is, don't shoot it. Yeah. And I threw that out the window one day. We were hunting a property. We no longer have to hunt. And I was sitting in a blind, and my brother was walking right up, pissed me off. I got out of the blind. I was cussing him out, and this and that. And this is when we were in high school. And as me and Andy are fucking going after each other, right, just yelling, making a fuss, Andy goes. A deer just crossed the road. And I spin around with my fucking muzzleloader just pull up like I'm fucking Chris <laughs> Kyle or something. I'm just scanning in my scope. The road's like 30 yards from us. Yeah. It's a dead-end road at the, after the driveway, so it was a dead-end to where the road was that I was looking at. <laughs> I pull it up, aimed right at this house, and bang. <laughs> yeah, put a hole through that sucker. Got, got me a doe with a nice rack. Oh. But, no. So I'm sitting there scanning. Andy's scanning with his 12-gauge. He's not finding nothing. I see a little bit of movement in a bush. I was like, what is that? I look. I pulled up in the scope, magnify the scope. You know, it's, I think it's a nine by thirty-two or something like that. Whatever regular scopes are, like Walmart scope. So, pulled up and I can see a deer's ass in its gut, but there's a little bit of brush right there. Now I'm using a muzzleloader. This is yeah. under twenty-five yards with a yeah. hundred grain of powder and a, yeah. a powerful a bit gun. Of brush so I'm it. like, it don't matter if there's a little bit of brush right there. It's going to punch through it. It's, oh, yeah. So I pulled the trigger, and my brother's like, what'd you shoot at? And I said, I just dropped a doe. And he's like, how do you know it's a doe? And I said, uh, well, I'm it's a doe. <laughs> so me and Andy walk up there, and this thing's like no bigger than a fucking German Shepherd. <laughs> so I'm like, damn. Yeah. Andy's like, yeah, you, you take care of this thing. He walked away. <clears throat> he just left me to take care of it on my own. And I was like, that fucking blows. Yeah. I shit you not, when I walked up to to it and, you know, I looked at the hole, the entry hole was an inch and a half wide. wasn't real tall, but it was an inch and a half wide. So it, like, put a decent hole in her. Yeah. The other side, it was like a fucking fist came through her. 
So it like pile driver. I was like I said, twenty five, thirty yards. Yeah. I gutted it out and I picked up one leg, put the gun on my shoulder and sling, grabbed one leg, grabbed the other leg, and I carried her legs like a backpack. Walked up the road, threw her next to the suburban, went back to hunting. It was funny when I told you I shot that one buck that dropped its antlers early. He, uh, when I got up to that that deer, I could not find an entry wound or an exit wound. Really? I I looked and I. Because I was hunting with Forrest at the time. Okay. And I was looking on both sides of there, and he pointed out. He's like, where'd you shoot it at? And I was like. <laughs> I can just hear him saying it. I like him sitting there scratching his head. Where'd you shoot it? And I was like, I must have shot him good. He ran 15 yards and just dropped. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, lifting up his legs and stuff, and I'm like, I cannot find a hole. That's fucking crazy. And I, I was like. I said, I don't. I obviously killed him because I'm standing right on him. Right, you got him. I started gutting him, and I, I get to the heart, and there's a, you know, like a dip can size of just the heart just exploded. So you kill, you shot like, him in the heart, but you can't find an entry or exit. Dude, it was. I'm, I'm still shocked did, to this day. How does that fucking? I, I, I have the picture of the heart on my phone, but yeah, I, I do not know. That is wild. I, I do not know. Now, my first heart shot on a deer ever was this just this last month when I killed my buck. That was absolutely wild. Check yeah, I was I was in disbelief. So here's the picture, and then that's the heart. God, you obliterated the heart! <laughs> oh my god! I, I don't I don't understand it. I really don't. Dude, there's more of your hand than there is heart. Yeah, and that was, that was him, but... Holy crap. Like, there's no hole on him. Did you shoot him up the ass? No. <clears throat> shoot him through the throat? he was... He was, uh... So, here's the, like, the only picture I have. Like, you don't, you don't see any... No. Anything. Not at all. Like, no blood, obviously. I really didn't look for it, because he ran 15 yards, and I watched him drop. Yeah. But... There was like no hole. What? The so that's hell? the the right side. He was facing this way when I shot, and I don't think I have a picture of the left side. No. Wow. But yeah, there's there's like no no entrance. That's wild. Oh, that would be the left side, but there's no exit. Yeah, I don't get it. I really don't. You should have kept that hide. I I I've, I've, <laughs> I just I make the joke saying I, I literally gave him a heart attack from me shooting and missing, and his heart just exploded. <coughs> well, looking at that hole in that heart, it didn't explode on its own. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Oh man, that's fucking wild. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the first heart shot I've ever had was this year. You remember the first time Drake went hunting? Nope. So Drake went hunting with his uncle. I believe it was his gay uncle, but his gay uncle's really, really cool. It was a really cool dude. I don't remember if it was Wayne's brother or if it was Belinda, or not Belinda, uh, his mo- Drake's mom's brother. But he was a really cool dude. I just don't remember his name. That's why I'm referring to him as a gay <laughs> uncle. It's been years and years since I've seen him, dude. Well, Drake went out with a 20-gauge, shot him. I think it was a five-point buck, maybe a six, small six. Like, he first rack, six-point. Yeah. Straight through the heart. Bragged for years, dude. Years. And at the time, my grandpa was still alive where we butcher in Strasburg. Drake brought the deer down to get it butchered and stuff. And believe it or not, Wayne won't look at that stuff. Wayne couldn't tolerate it. 
it, it was funny, but you know, Wayne's a great guy too. And Drake brought it down there, hung it. We got it on the splitter and stuff, hung it up. And Drake's freaking talking all this smack. Mm-hmm. I got a heart shot. What'd you get? I was like, I shot it in the eyeball. I <laughs> <laughs> guarantee I tracked mine less than you did. So, yeah. you know, we, me and Drake just go back at it. At this point in time, Andy never killed a deer. And my grandpa came downstairs to help us start cutting it up. Now, my grandpa's probably right around 50-something, late 50s at this time. He, he died in 2016 at 69 years old. And today is his, would have been his 76th birthday. Um, but, so at that time, he come downstairs and he looked that deer up and down and looked, so who shot it? Drake raised his hand real fucking fast, right? He's like, oh, I'm proud about it. And my grandpa goes, what did you shoot a goat for? <laughs> and walked away. Since that day, if Drake brings up the deer he shot, I'm like, you mean the goat? The goat? The, the goat you shot? And he's like, dude, that thing was bigger than a goat. I was like, nah, I think it was a pretty big goat. Dude, yeah. My but first deer was a button buck yearling. <clears throat> Zach's was, too. I got, I was, so, like I said, I was hunting since I was 10 years old. And I'd go out with my dad, obviously. Um, he was a real stickler on what I could or could not shoot. Yeah. And, you know, me being 10 years old and I got a doe in front of me or, you know, this small buck. Yeah. And I'm over here like, Dad, let you me know, shoot it. Let me shoot it. And he's like, too small, too small. I'm like, I'm freaking 10 years old, Dad. Yeah, my, my kid will definitely kill his first deer. Not, It'll be whatever the fuck he it's wants same to shoot as long as they ain't got spots. Mm-hmm. But after that. If you want to shoot a yearling for your first deer, go right ahead. After that, stop though, it. you're going to have to learn to pass small deer up to yeah. get to the bigger deer. Now, I'm not saying, you know, first deer turns out to be a button buck. Oh, now you're not allowed to shoot anything under eight points. No. That's what my I, dad was. I want you to gradually increase to, so, like, I would be okay with my ki- children when I have them, you know, say they start out a button, <clears throat> then a, a five-point comes along and they shoot that. That's fine with me. You, yeah. you, you increased your deer's age, definitely. Mm-hmm. Maybe not technically increased your age, but you waited for a bigger one, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the principle. And then the next year you shoot, it's a three-year-old eight-point that's got some mass to him. All right, now you're learning, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm teaching them to be patient. Yeah. As I think that's one thing I need to teach a lot of people. And that's what, that's what my one buddy, when I shot my doe this year, so my buddy and I were tracking it, and he brought his kids along and his wife. and um, So they're all back at the truck, and it's me, my buddy, and his son. And his son just shot a five-point five this year. First ever buck, 350 legend for youth season. Hell yeah. Um, he was like, he's like, all right. Callan, I'm going to teach you a little lesson. He was like, if you pass something up, that gives an opportunity for someone else to shoot it. And he was basically saying, like, you know, you had this doe in front of you, like, a week ago. That's oh, mine. Okay. And uh, you passed her up, and you let Rodney shoot uh, his second ever bow kill. Right. And he was like, He's trying to just teach them, being like, it's okay to be patient and shoot the ones you want, but if you go out and expect a giant every single time, you're not going to get it. Right. So he's he's basically teaching them the little things and yeah, all of that. And but believe it or not, this year is the first year I've actually passed deer up with horns <coughs> on my head. I passed deer up this year. Last year, I've been doing that for 16 years. Last year. I, <laughs> 
<laughs> last year, I never got the opportunity. You know, season opened, I believe it was 25th last year, September 25th, which was a Saturday. And first day, I gave Adele a haircut on her belly. It was a, like, we're talking like straight down angle from the tree stand, like mm-hmm. the angles like this. So, like, when I gave her a haircut, it's more like I gave the side of her belly a haircut. Yeah. But I wasn't shooting the broadheads I am now. So it literally only gave her a haircut. If I was shooting the broadheads, I would have now spliced her belly wide open. Yeah. But she got away. She didn't bleed very much. Um, just enough to let me know I pulled hair out. And then, yeah. so that was September 25th last year. I didn't get a lot of hunting in last year. I didn't have to hunt a whole lot. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. Did some recon. You know, I tried to get my buddy James out to hunt. We got busted on the way into it so i made the judgment call rather than blow this spot completely out we've been blown at already it's early i gave him the, i let him choose i said all right so here's the deal regardless of what you choose we're not staying in this spot he's like what do you mean i said we just got blown out i said we're not gonna pressure this spot anymore we're gonna back out of here we're gonna head back down to your house and figure out if you want to sit anymore we're gonna go somewhere else to sit i said if not if we're both free this evening, I said, we'll go sit down the field line. There's a monster buck down there every single night. He drove past it almost every night. I'm down in the fields almost every night with glasses watching fields. And that's where I get a lot of my intel is I, I glass a lot during the summer times and the evenings. So he's like, well, I got to go help my buddy put transmission or something like that in his car. And I ended up taking him all night pretty much. So he, he didn't get to go out that night. I went up to my buddy's house and helped bale hay. Actually, I came up here and bailed hay at Zach's. <coughs> so then I'm like, all right. And they were offering to make me dinner and stuff. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go home shower first. Go home shower. Get out of the shower. I'm exhausted. I grab a beer and I'm like, huh, it's about 630. <laughs> we'll run down and check the fields real quick. So I rolled down, checked the field, pulled the binos up. The deer I killed last year, he's out in the fucking field. I'm like, like little kid with candy, like oh, jaws on the floor. Mm-hmm. So I text my buddy James back, and I was like, "Dude, I apologize. I should have pressured you to get out here with me tonight." I said, "He's out here right now." James like, "No, nah, dude, it's all right." Like, honestly, he's like, "You, you deserve him. You work hard every year to get a deer out here." He's like, "You deserve him." I was like, "Yeah, but like, <clears throat> I, I want to try to get you your first deer." Yeah, and, with a bow. He's like, "Yeah, but it's no big deal. I couldn't make it tonight, anyways. I had elbow deep in it." engine or whatever hell he's working on so fast forward about six days i think it was it was a sunday october 3rd i'm like all right there's no good tree stands where he's popping out Mm -hmm. so i took a chair (laughs) sat down put my back up against tree camera arm off tree crossbow right i'm facing the field i'm watching the mom and the fawn come out from my left on the neighbor's property and i hear a splash right at dusk behind me you know i turn around and sat fucking buck and uh, he comes up behind me and i'm like breaking my back just to keep an eye on him i can't fucking swivel because i got no shot he's that close already he's on me like that so he finally sees me but he can't smell me my wind is from my back to my face coming from the buck to me so he cannot smell me there's no idea what i am because he can't really see me he just sees weird outline on a tree mm-hmm. so he blows and runs off I'm pissed. I'm like, fuck, he's not coming back. He's too old. He's too smart. He's not coming back. So I go to work the next day. Come home pissed off. Like, ah, I'm not going to go sit. 
My dad goes, go sit. You never know what's going to happen. Bigger deer might come out. Mm-hmm. So I go down there, and instead of sitting on the ground this time, I know there's a tree stand a little bit further down. I just didn't think it was where he'd be coming anywhere near bow range. So I go down there, climb up in that tree stand. It's not a safe tree stand. It did not have a harness in it. The ladder does not connect to the platform correctly. <laughs> as soon as you step on the ladder, it disconnects from the platform, except for the bolts and whatnot. So definitely not a smart stand to be climbing in without a harness. You know, he does the same thing right last last lady comes out and I ended up getting shot on him and whatnot. Dude, I didn't have to pass a single deer last year. This year, hell, I pretty much sent you every picture of every buck I passed. Yeah. Except for one that caught me with my pants down because I was lowering shit out of the tree stand getting ready to go eat. Yep. But, I mean, even then, he was only a five-point year and a half old buck. So I've probably passed about 15 deer this year. And then I finally, you know, that seven point rolled up, and I was like, "That's that's my deer." Yep. Yep. So, I've had sixteen years. I've been hunting, obviously. Sixteen years of passing deer. Sixteen years of passing deer. I've had the bucks in front of me, but you know, with my dad saying, oh, "Don't shoot, don't shoot," then I had one instance where I was maybe like twelve or thirteen. My dad got off work, was home around 4.30, and the time it gets dark at 5.30. Yeah. So we go running out to this spot. Basically, we're, like, running. We get the chairs up, and instantly, as soon as we get there, we put the chairs out. And I'm young enough where I can't even pull back the crossbow, and we start hearing walking. Yeah. And my dad's like, be quiet, be quiet. We're hearing walking coming up the hill. And I'm like, Dad, get the crossbow ready. He's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> I ain't kidding you. We had a buck walk within five yards of us from me to that refrigerator away. Good buck? Oh, for 12 years old? Absolutely. And it I mean, it was probably like the one on the left down. That one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was. I'd shoot it. I'd say a little smaller than that. Okay. But. You know, for being a 12 years old, that's perfect. Yeah. And <laughs> he walks by us, doesn't even see us, doesn't even smell us. He's on a mission. He's just walking. And he finally gets out of the way. And I look at my dad and I go, can you get the crossbow ready now? <laughs> <laughs> What'd your dad like, say to that? He's like, yeah, here we go. I'm like, you day late and I was short, pops. <laughs> I, I mean, we heard the walking and we heard, probably heard him kicking up the leaves and stuff for probably about a minute. Yeah. It takes 10 seconds to pull a crossbow string back and put a bolt in. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, be quiet, be quiet. Yeah, we're then, good. Yeah. So that one, I I could have actually shot him easily. Um, but other than that, then I started hunting down and hawking. Um, and then, you know, I got to listen to landowners. So yeah, I know. I've had I've had the bucks in front of me. It's just if I want to continue hunting the property, I got to listen to them. So I feel that. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm continuously trying to find properties to hunt, and I want to find a property to where like I can bring buddies on there. Now you know that one that I just got this year. That that's a good property to go on, but I'm only allowed to bow hunt, muzzleloader hunt it. I'm talking like be out there all season long. Not have to worry about the landowner saying, "Hey, you can't hunt during gun season or something." Yeah. Whether I'm gun hunting or I'm bow hunting, but I want to be able to hunt the property, you know. Yeah. But I also want to be able to bring my buddies out, maybe have a deer camp 
experience because I think yeah. having a deer camp is pretty freaking cool. What, mm-hmm. I mean, Zach's getting to do it right now with the yeah, guys he's been doing it with years and years. That's what it is a hawking. Two and a half hours away. Five hundred. I don't have acres. a deer camp. I've yeah. never got to experience deer camp except for when I was real little and we had the cabin set up for it. But you know, I would, I, I would trade some of it to be like you, where you can hunt just right down the road. Yeah, and you have a lot to hunt. Me, I got to go two and a half hours away, and yeah. I got to make a weekend deal out of it. Like, I can't just go after work and, all right, I'm going to go down to Hawking, yeah. drive two hours and two and a half hours, and then right by that time, it's pitch black, and then, you know, get there and well, turn right back around. But Yep. There, you know, I do have some benefits to the property being mm-hmm. right down the road, but I've explained to you the difficulties with that property also. Yeah. That hopefully resolve themselves here in a couple of years, but... It, it, it's a challenge no matter where you go you just gotta learn to work with your challenges yep. ain't that the truth it's never easy like I'm working on securing 80 acres at the moment I'm just having issues getting a landowner to text me back mm-hmm. and you can't like, I've gotten verbal permission already yeah. but I have not been able to get a hold of the person I need to to get the slip signed I don't know whether that's because he doesn't want anybody out there anymore or uh, he she gave me the wrong number by accident Mm-hmm. Or he just went to text me back and never did. And it's not I, like you I, can, I don't know what it is. It's not like you can keep on like texting him, and be like, "Hey, you know, yeah, I, I don't do want to badger him about yeah, it." Yeah, if you bother him too much, and just be like, "Never mind, you just no, just cancel it." You're not right. Gonna, Which yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if they end up doing that, no, yeah, no harm, no foul, because I didn't. I'm not hunted it, so I'm not going to lose yeah, nothing. You're not going to lose sleep over it. But it it would be nice because it's 80 acres, and I talked to her about who hunted it, and it's pretty much like the neighbors come in, gun hunt, and they shoot the first thing they see, and then they're done. Yeah. So it's like, damn, like, That's deal. Exactly how the Amish are. Like I, I'm fine with that. You know, I hope it's not a big buck that runs out in front of them. But yeah. At the same time, like even if it is, I'm hoping there's other bucks on the property. Because that means after they shoot their first deer that they see, mm-hmm. it's not going to be heavily pressured, even during gun season. So it, it's going to be easier to hunt. Mm-hmm. But so, when are you making your next trip to Hawking? I have no idea. With the weather, uh, snow's going to start flying here shortly, and then I'm going to be. Don't say that. <laughs> I don't want to, but you know it's gonna happen. I don't like snow. Yeah, uh, it's too but cold. Snow is gonna start flying here, and then I'm gonna be busy, busy, busy. Yeah. And so yeah. it gets to a certain point where I can only hunt so far, and then you're expected to be on call 24 hours a day. Yep, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So that's wild. Yeah. Fuck that. I mean, my job description is the same thing on call 24 hours a day, so 365 days a year. But yeah. well, that's basically at the same time, are. when they offered me the phone allowance, I told them no. So now if I don't answer the phone, they cannot yell at me because they don't pay for my phone. Which I have heard about people in my company getting yelled at. Now, not necessarily from the office I'm at now or the office I was at, but I have heard about it in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just like if I don't want to go to work on a weekend or something that I'm being called into, I'll just say no. Yeah. But a lot of times, if I'm if I don't have anything planned, like honestly, I would probably give up gun season tomorrow. But I was told I had to show up to the Christmas party I'm going to tomorrow. Hmm. I'm not a big fan of Christmas. I'm a damn Grinch. But I was told I needed to go to this Christmas party 
I mean, I'll be happy to see the people there. It's just I'm not I'm not a Christmas person. Yeah. But I would much I, I would give up deer hunting to go work tomorrow and make some money. I don't want to go back to that place I was at this week, but you know I'll make the money. Yeah. But I was told I had to be there, so I'm not. Yeah. Not, not sure what time I get off work, so I had to just take <clears throat> let them know I couldn't work because they're they're working set they're working tomorrow on Sunday and then right back through into the next week. But they're supposed to have be welded out by Sunday, so we shouldn't have to be there next week. Mm-hmm. Which I hope to God. You see how muddy I am? It was mild. <laughs> Wednesday was rough. It was rough Wednesday. So I don't even know if I'm going to be doing any more gun hunting. I have not. I didn't gun hunt at all last year. I, I was out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, all of Thursday, and saw the deer, but <clears throat> all does. Well, other than little ones. Yeah, I I did see some button bucks, but I ain't shooting them now. But. Yep. So, <clears throat> well, I know you and Zach need to talk, you know, not on a podcast, obviously, about seeing if he can't help hook you up if I can't get you out there to the one place I told you about. Because my, my schedule's getting very, very short and limited. Like, i got to make a Michigan trip here again soon to get my money's worth, whether I kill or not. But I started student teaching in the middle of January. Mm-hmm. December crept up on me fast. I don't have savings. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a damn savings at all. <laughs> I don't, I don't I'm pretty care. much going to be laid off during <laughs> student teaching, so I don't yeah. know what the hell I'm going to do. But I'll have to make way to make work. But I, I, it's going to be a wild couple months. Uh, okay. I I thought uh, Chris or Chris had texted me back, but neither <laughs> Chris isn't home yet. From Chris Wheeler isn't home yet. I don't even know how to say the other Chris's name. One's from Cincinnati. One's from Michigan. One runs the Red Outdoors, I believe that's what it is, in Michigan. One runs Wheels Up Outdoors in Cincinnati. Um, both good dudes. They've been on the podcast for. I, I really want to get Chris up here from Cincinnati, and I really want to get Chris. We're gonna have to start calling him like Chris One, Chris Two, or something Chris like one, that. Chris Two. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to nicknames. Yeah, I'd just be like Cincy in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. But I want to get them both over here. Whether that, you know I'm scouting public land for them or not, or I'm trying to help them out there, or I can get them on a piece of property I got permission on or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But they're really cool dudes. I want to like you know have friendship with for a long time because they're really cool. Yeah. Michigan is. He seems like he's older by more than a couple of years than you and me. Uh, he, he did some time in the service, so uh, you know he he's got good gig going up there for him in Michigan. He had a heartbreak this week though. He uh, went to shoot and he learned deer. How far deer can duck? Which I'm sure he knew it. Was, <laughs> that, that happened I'm to sure my buddy. he knew about it. It's oh, just yeah. he—he he probably was like adrenaline pumping in the moment. Didn't think about it because like it, I seen a video on his Instagram reel and like dude, that deer dropped at least seven <clears> inches. <throat> oh yeah, it's drop, dude. Yep. I feel bad for him. That's literally exactly exactly but what happened. He'll be to my back buddy. B- back from it stronger. You know, but yeah. I had a deer duck an arrow for me, and I've remembered the. You know, shoot a little low every single time since then. I, it, Speaking I wouldn't of which, say, you just messaged me. So I wouldn't say you have to aim low every time. If you can catch a deer and he doesn't even know you're there and you shoot, I don't think you'll have to aim low. 
But if right. what happened to my buddy is he had a buck come in, got to like where the feeder was, and he was lowering the window in the in the blind. Okay, it was like a box blind. Yeah, and that spooked the buck. The buck went running, but a doe stayed there. So the buck, you know, ran off a little bit, stopped, looked back. Doe was still there, so he came walking back. So he's already on high alert. Mm-hmm. And came walking back in. And, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he came walking back in. Hard to talk with that front. <laughs> yep. And he came walking back in, so he's already on high alert. Right. He shot. The buck ducked. And his arrow went right over his back. Yeah. And he said, where my arrow was sitting is exactly where the lungs were on that deer. Oh, yeah. And I told him. I was I've like, personally seen a deer drop 12 inches. Yeah. That's unreal, dude, to drop a foot. And one little trick, you know, believe it or not, you wouldn't think it would be something that they would teach because, you know, they, they're big time. You'd think they'd just understand everybody should know that, right? Well, yeah. it was Michael Waddell made a video mm-hmm. probably like last month or the month before, actually. I think I saw it. And he's like, he explained the whole drop thing. He's like, what you want to do is that's why you map. Mm-hmm. Zach asked me what map was last night. I was like, map. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> map. 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 Get get their, get them stopped. You know, yeah. so you're shooting a still target. But if Get you, their head up. Because if yeah. their head's down, they're in a spur stance. They're ready yeah. to fucking take off no matter yeah. what. If their head's up, they got to drop to then go. Mm-hmm. Which then, if you're aiming... You know, you're aiming low center lungs. They drop from a stand head up position. More than likely, they're dropping into a high lung shot, double mm-hmm. lung shot. Or if you aim for the heart, you're going to hit get, the mid lungs. Yeah, right. But if you shoot them while their heads down and they they hear that bow or something small, lets them know that an arrow's coming or whatever. Yeah, it, I imagine it's a whistling noise. Of they're yeah. dropping and they're leaving at the same amount of time. Yeah. In seconds. Yeah. But I, I, I've also seen videos of guys shooting deer with, you know, their heads down and they're eating. Mm-hmm. But you don't really need to stop them. So, right. You just, shoot, in my opinion, you can just shoot wherever you want because they're not, they don't hear you, so they're not expecting anything. Right. I, it also depends on how far they are. Right. If you're 20 yards, shoot wherever the hell you want. Because yeah, by the time they, by fast. the time they hear that arrow, it's already through them. Right. 30 yards, I would imagine you could probably do the same. But if you get out to 40 yards, I would imagine you would need to aim a little low so they drop into it. Honestly, my buck didn't know what hit him. Now, mine may not be, you know, every circumstance. Um, Let's go after those deaf deer. But, uh, okay, we're going to get Chris from Michigan on. I don't even know how to say his name. I'll let you look at it, see if you can pronounce it. Oh, boy. <laughs> I want to say Berghart. Berghart. Yeah. Okay. Burkhart. But uh, we'll give him a call here in a second. I'll finish this story up. But, like, my buck at 40 yards this year, like, I watched him come in from, like, 100 yards away, lose him in the brush, and he shows up 50, outskirts 50 yards for, like, two or three minutes, and then he cuts a trail in to about 40-ish yard. Uh, Excuse me. And of course, banquet <laughs> gets me. Coors. But uh, he was on a mission, dude. A hot dog had been through there in the morning. Mm-hmm. He was on a mission, had his head sniffing. I forty yards away, so I'm like, Burr! yeah, it sounds muffled in the video, but I, I I let him know I was there. He's walking, wing head ping, looking looking back where I was from. I was up in a 
I was not the lead tree out closest to him, so I was back yeah. in a little bit, which was nice. I saw that, yeah. Covers you up and, more. you know, I put the 40 pin on him. I'm assuming the 40 pin. I told you, I, I don't remember what pin I put on him because <laughs> my adrenaline after I shot <laughs> was nuts. So I put that 40 pin on him. I'm, I'm thinking, which is my third pin, just pull the trigger. Everything felt natural and smooth. And all of a sudden I hear, flap! And I was like, oh! And I yeah. just see him. It felt like he was closer to me at this point, but he, he wasn't obviously. Yeah. It felt like he was closer to me. I could just see a, a gashed hole in him from that G five, mm-hmm. right where I was aiming. So I was like, he didn't drop. He didn't know what was coming. And like, I can't shoot my bow at a deer at dusk anymore because my Luminox are like fucking flashing red and blue. Really, oh, really the, you got the strobe ones. Yeah, yeah. So it's like if a deer sees that coming, they're out of there. They know it's coming. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. To I see got that. those, but I I use the just the single color. I, I use the green. It's obviously it's easier for me to pick up a bright green than it is like a red. Honestly, the reason I got the ones I got now. You want to take a guess? They're cheap. I didn't even look. I looked at the brand, and then I just grabbed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea which ones I grabbed. Okay, there's. The Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, this isn't the introduction, obviously. Um, instead of ending it like I normally end it, this podcast actually went for almost three hours between me, Chris, and Steven. So I'm breaking it up into one hour each. So it'll be three episodes each around an hour. Um, so this is just the ending of episode one or part one of this. So uh, instead of doing episodes... 30, 31, 32, it might be 30, part one, part two, part three, and then 32 after that, or 31 after that. Um, so basically, this first part here was just me and Steven shooting a breeze, catching up. Uh, we hadn't seen each other in a while, uh, drinking some beer, hanging out like good old boys. And then this part two and part three, Chris Berghardt from, I hope I'm saying that right, Berghardt from the Red Outdoors in Michigan uh, joins us, and he, you know, then joins in shooting a breeze with me and Steven for the next, uh, I want to say, close to two hours. So, with that being said, um, I hope you enjoyed it. Please, uh, you know, drop us a follow, give us a like. Um, got any suggestions, ways to improve, critiques, don't like me, don't like how I do this, whatever it is, just drop it below. Um, so that way I can see it and I can get better from it. But uh, Grindstone Adventures. Episode 30, part one, teammate Steven and good friend Chris Burghardt from the Red Outdoors. Hope you enjoy. <laughs>